Welcome to Theory Forge Chronicles. I am Phantom X, joined as always by the legendary Neurotoxin and the infamous Diggs. I still need to add infamous to your name. I keep forgetting to do that. How's everybody doing on this wonderful Friday night, uh, evening? I guess night for me, probably still evening for you. Um, yeah, so we are going to probably pick up, uh, well, a couple of things. So picking up uh, or off wherever from where we started last I stopped last time which was getting into the idea of loot boxes and um, all of that but also before going live there was a post uh, about uh, settlers of Illyria starting on the 18th 18th yes which, 18th. What, what day of the week is that actually that's a Wednesday yeah a very weird time to start um, which we can kind of get into as well because there was some chatter about that. But yes, that is what is on the agenda for tonight. So where should we begin? Uh, I want to hear about this chatter. Uh, it's this. So so I guess I, I use chatter loosely because actually the Discord discussions were not that numerous i mean everybody seems mm. excited about it that did post mm -hmm. but there were even a couple of posts of people who claimed at least that they had not purchased anything yet and they would be looking into doing so which mm. maybe two or three but um it's more the, the the structure of how this will be done is so different than dss where everyone had a set time and you had a time frame so you could plan mm. the Really, the only negative that I saw getting talked about is sort of the timing of when it will start and giving everyone five days warning that, hey, you know, because I guess the idea being you if you already have your mind set on something, you want to obviously be the first to get it. And as opposed to DSS, where you had a slot at time, everyone has the same time. So um, that was the main complaint i guess that that if anything um i have to assume they'll do servers at different times and not all at once because i can mm -hmm. only imagine um the eu server the Oce um, oceanic server you know that probably wouldn't be a good thing to start at the same time as in a east or west mm -hmm. um but the, the typical, you know, normal complaint of people who have to work and, well, what if I can't log in and I can't do this or that? Um, that's really was the only complaint. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's, it ends on a Friday, which will be good for us, I guess. Um, so is it, how many weeks is it? It runs 45 days, I believe. Okay. So it will end at the, uh, the end of January. Um, January 31st. So there's, there's, I mean, there's a lot of time. Um, and the way it will go for any, I assume anyone that watches this already knows this, but, um, you know, as time progresses, there'd be a discount added. Although that can be offset as well by what's the demand. Although I don't know how they calculate demand necessarily. Um, I wish we knew that. Because um, there are tons of settlements still available. So... Do they calculate that as, okay, there's two left in a cluster of 18, so that means it's high demand, or I, I, guess, I don't know how that works. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, you know what, that's actually, um, I'm going to write that down because that is a great question for the 10K, perhaps, but 
uh, honestly, the fact that it's coming so soon, they'll reveal it all. You know, it's. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll give us all the details, and we'll know how it works very soon. He said, in fact, uh, there would be a forum post later today, I believe, to uh, accompany the um, the announcement. So, if that hasn't been made yet, I don't think it has. Um, that should actually give us all the details, and I, I, I'm, I'm guessing it is going to be something, um, <clears throat> something, something based on uh, a system that's not necessarily that it's exploitable one way or the other. It's just like, yeah, well, you know, the more this goes on, the more you know these prices are going to change. That's just what it is. Uh, I also wonder if everything's already going to have like scarcity and stuff calculated into the current existing cost if they're you know taking here's what the entire unpurchased world would cost and then let's add the level of scarcity of all the purchases that already exist and if you do that then each individual purchase after that point should be a reasonably small increase to the the scarcity um fee because you're you're talking about like um you know adding five to a pool of ten thousand rather than you know starting with the pool of zero and adding five to it and then you know each extra scarcity from each purchase becomes a lot more significant i don't know how it's going to work they they haven't revealed it anywhere that i'm aware of and uh honestly i don't care to have them try to you know say anything before they're ready to as soon as it's ready and they actually want to show us the math or maybe they won't show us the exact math and that's fine too i mean i hope they comment on it somehow because you you have to i think have especially when you're adding in this discount of weight you know as you wait because because it's you know if it's as people purchase things if that means the demand goes up well then at some point those two things are going to meet and people are going to say okay this is discounted enough that I'm going to go ahead and buy it. Does that automatically cause the scarcity or the whatever the 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 demand to go up, which then starts to offset the 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 discount, or or is that something that's set beforehand? Like, is this I, these are the hot areas? These are going to be starting higher price than the others, and that is a non that will not change, right? So at the beginning. Um, say the, the settlement next to me is $135, the one next to Diggs is $65, and that will just not change. Um, I feel like maybe instead of looking at it in terms of the cost per individual purchase, it is instead maybe the, uh, the groups of purchasers to look at. And obviously this might not be, you know, a dichotomy might not be the best way, but just separating it to people who are going to purchase a place because they know it's the thing that they want and it's the thing they've been waiting for and those are going to be the earlier purchases and the people who are going to get into it later that basically they're you know they're going to get whatever they can in the last five days because they weren't there for um getting a specific place they want to grab up something of what's left for cheap and so I feel like that's where we're going to see, like, there's going to be a um, an inverted bell curve sort of thing where there's a lot of high purchases early at the start, and then it kind of dips, and then towards the end it kind of comes back up, and that's where the uh, 
the major purchasing periods and the representative populations would be. Am I wrong? Am I right? Time will tell. Yeah, I think there'll be inevitably people that, that right away buy stuff that they've had. When did DSS end? They've, they've had however many weeks now to think about it. Um, strategic or whatever. Um, then I assume there'll be quite a few that will wait just because you will get that discount as things move on. Um, I'm still not sure about the timing of this. I mean, we've talked about this, uh, the, the order of the next steps. Um, I didn't think they would do it this year. Who? Somebody did. Who said they thought it would come this year? Which one of you? I want to say I was hoping it would come. Yeah, it might have been. I said I was hoping it would come this year, but I wasn't necessarily saying, like, it's going to happen. <laughs> you know, I, but yeah, I, you know, it's it, knowing that they're going to be taking, uh, what is it, a one or two week break in the middle of it definitely makes me like a little worried because I feel like that's inevitably when things are going to break. And I feel bad for, you know, anybody who has to be pulled in from the vacation to take care of that. <laughs> yeah, I, and, I didn't think of that. Yeah, I, I've known studios in the past who stagger their vacations where like half the team takes some and then half the team takes the other and then they kind of meet back afterwards so they can keep some eyes on the project and keep things live. But it isn't just like completely dropping off the face of the planet for two weeks and then having to come right back on the next day because something broke. <laughs> I want to say they did that with um, uh, back at SOE, not Daybreak, but SOE specifically did that. Uh, I, but yeah, it's it's in the middle of it. It's definitely a weird timing. I mean, my whole thing was, I, and I, I've talked about this quite a bit in Discord, is I feel like the population that you currently have of your community... Well, let's not even get into that yet. The timing, right? Um, five days to sort of advertise that this is happening. That's not very much time. I've not even had an email yet from them. It's basically been a post in the disc, a picture in the Discord, and that's kind of mm -hmm. been it. Um, it sounds like maybe there's a forum post coming. I've not checked yeah. Reddit to see yet. Um, and so you have been a little conversation about it that people have got snippets of, but not the full, you know, official post. It's a 45 day event. OK, but, you know, there are going to people, people be people who want to purchase things pretty quickly. So five days isn't a lot of time. It's also coming at Christmas, which is when everyone has probably already tapped themselves out of money buying gifts for everyone. Um, not probably the worst time you could pick from a financial perspective <laughs> to get people to give you money. <laughs> um, Thousands of dollars. Right. Um, and that's my other part of this. But um, those two things alone, I'm just sort of like, huh, okay. Do, do, do they not expect, to me that, that says they don't necessarily expect to get much out of this. Well, I, I don't think that's true because they'll have the entire, you know, 45 days that after the spending period is over, people will, as their finances start bouncing back, be able to start planning. All right. What am I going to get? Two paychecks to pay off your credit card bills. I'm sorry for those folks, especially if you make a lot of money. Two paychecks <laughs> to pay it off. 
Call. Well, you know what I mean. You, you have two, you'll have two paychecks over that period, basically. <laughs> yeah, most people. Um, <laughs> Phantom, you're not going to gift me a county? <laughs> Come what on. That? What's that it's the time of giving. It's the time of giving. I don't get a county for Christmas present. Well, here's here's no, you don't. Um, so we can, I guess, break it into. Um, I guess you can kind of break it into existing players and non, or, or I guess I should say, play uh, players who have purchased things and those who haven't. That's another dichotomy for sure. That's um, another way to look at it. So, so I don't know if there's a hope that okay, they have some of their community that hasn't purchased anything. Maybe they look at how many people are on, registered on the forums or on Discord or whatever, and they compare that to who's purchased what. Maybe they're hoping to get more out of that. Um, it certainly is not. I've never understood the approach that they do with existing players because it's a lateral. You, you can't go laterally, right? You can only go up. So, so if you have a single account and you're already a count or whatnot, you can't purchase anything below you, correct? You cannot purchase another settlement somewhere else. You cannot purchase another county somewhere else. You have to go up, hmm. which... I mean, I can understand some of the reasons for doing that, but to to force players to create two, three, four, five different accounts. Yeah, that, it's, it is it seems, a little interesting, but at the same time, who is that player that's got like entire lifetimes worth of, you know, time and energy to spend on all those different alts, managing and maintaining and all that sort of stuff? Or is it that they've done this and they're just placeholders are going to be handing these over to other people or something? I mean, I wonder, well, I wonder how much is a financial perspective because in addition to that, right, you're forced to, if you have nothing now and you want to buy a county, well, you also have to pay for the bloodline package. The, you know, you have to pay your way up. Yep. So by not allowing me as a count to purchase a different settlement within my county, say the second settlement, um, I have to create a new account, then I have to pay all of that all the way up. So I don't know if there's a financial motivation for making people make multiple accounts because we know it's happening, right? So it's not like this is a, a secret or a surprise. I mean, we know players have multiple accounts because otherwise it's just very, um, it, it, it's very inefficient. It's just, it's it's going to well, be. Well, I don't know. If, if I was on the dev team, my perspective might be such that uh, I would want to disincentivize having a bunch of landed alts because you're not going to be able to put the same amount of time and quality into any one of them, and thus the entire game world suffers for it. And that, well, you know, if you really want to do it, and you really want to pay the fee to have, you know, these landed alts that, that you know, just that you, to have them all willy-nilly or whatever we'll let you we're not going to you know prevent you from it but we don't encourage it because we'd rather have higher quality play from every individual that's that's kind of the you know if i was on the team uh, how i would kind of look at it but that would argue you should just let the the, the single account holder right own multiple side because that's going to make it easier you can just pull it under one rather than logging in and out of different accounts it's, it can be managed easier by the player so maybe that like each, I don't know if it would be a good way to do it, but each um, spark is dedicated to, you know, one one of your landed accounts or whatever, and that they're kind of like pre-assigned or something. 
Um, I could see maybe doing it that way, but I feel like that's a lot of complexity and backend and stuff. Where just making people roll alts and pay, you know, pay extra and have to log back in between them or whatever, you know, that's it's a solution if you want to do it. Yes, I would rather see. Okay, I want to purchase the other settlement in my county. Go ahead and do it with the same character. Now you're running the county in two settlements. That just to me would be much easier to do. I think that might also be a thing is that they don't want people owning every piece of property in a settlement that they want there to be. But they, know, but they do. And ownership. Yeah, that might be what they want, <laughs> but, but they know that's not the case. Right. They well, know they I know mean, people have three or four it'll, accounts. It'll it'll be the case until the first day of, you know, live gameplay. And then all of your titles are on the chopping block. <laughs> well, I mean, if anything, it's it's harder to get rid of a single player. Right. Uh, you know, if you have a single character that owns two counties and four settlements, if you oust that single player. You know, all of all of those open up versus the way it is currently. You can all come of the in NPCs can find a way. But but the way it is currently, you could come kick me out of one settlement, but I still have alts running the others. So I'm still I'm still in charge of the others. So right. um and in many ways it's actually harder to get rid of mm-hmm. players. Um it might be, or it might be the lack of quality that's able to be put into the gameplay for each and every one of them leads to all of them more or less being ousted or going, you know down a spiral that's going to lead to them being uh, ousted um, one after the other, maybe not necessarily at the same time in one fell swoop. So, you know, the results can still be the same just because you had to split your time and attention and resources and stuff so much. Uh, I think one of the other things that's interesting to think about this is that it also means all of your EP purchases can't be shared across. So, if mm-hmm. I've got a million EP on my King account or whatever, I can't spend, you know, any of that on my, you know, uh, Baron or whatever, you know, my lower tier account with the smaller territory. I can, you know, commission all of the stuff and then have it constructed or sent over there or use all of the, the, the deeds and claims for the stuff in the area where I intended to be. But that's that's a separate step than, you know, just being able to use your your shared pool all willy nilly across them. Which again, I think there's a financial reason for doing that because you have to purchase more on the other accounts. So, which I guess that so so that's the existing players. My opinion here is that you just went through DSS. You just had record numbers from the Kickstarter anniversary. I don't think you're going to get that much more out of your existing players. There are some whales out there. There are, and they yeah. might they might throw quite a bit of money. But from your average player, probably have already spent quite a bit of money. That I don't know you're going to get a whole lot of more people doing you know purchasing hundreds of dollars worth of, or buying hundreds of dollars worth of at this point virtual not yet existing space. That um, could definitely be the case. Uh, which which was my argument, part of my argument for why you wait. Um, I, I don't, I think, you know, Kickstarter-versary fit in a perfect time slot for excitement and, and financially as well towards the end of the summer there. Um, I think that's why it was so successful. Um, I just, I feel like you're, you're kind of starting to ask too much of your existing player base. Um, now, 
uh, Terran, you do have uh, in chat a good point. Uh, she says, I don't think SOE ah, is uh, that's gonna get to aimed that. at the current aristocracy or nobility. And yes, that's... <laughs> but, okay, uh, my argument, and, and that, that came up in our Discord. Then who are you doing this for? Because there's nobody else knowing that this exists at this point. You've not advertised it. You, that's, you, you know, that's what I was right about to say is... Let's see if they actually pull the advertising ripcord that one of the folks that they've hired is going to you know, be involved with the promotion process to actually get ads out there, actually get the word out there, actually get a positive article out of like, you know, one of the two sites that usually slams them, you know, just just to, um, you know, do everything that they can in this little short time here and then into January of uh, next year to to really start to get people's attention and get them involved. And again, like we had talked about in previous episodes, if they're going to reach out to any influencers and try to get them involved or use the fact that they've been granted some territory and their likeness is now in the ads, it's like, oh my God, you know, so-and-so, they're going to be playing the game. Oh, I, I love everything they do. They make me laugh. I've been watching them since I was in middle school. Yeah, I'm going to play this new game they're playing, even if they only play it for three months. So, you know, that's there's there's a lot to be had if they use this as an opportunity to really spread the word. And this is the start of thing. And then the other thing is it would make sense if they're starting to get their ducks in a row here and in a, a reasonable, tangible amount of time after this, we see the next phase and then the next phase and then the next phase that they can keep rolling it along instead of you know, giant gaps between each of the uh, the major phases and, and um, you know, steps along the way. Going from DSS to completing Kickstarterversary to, you know, starting Longest Night stuff and now into the, um, uh, into this stuff, it's definitely been a lot more rapid fire of getting the stuff out there compared to, you know, before DSS and then the, the initial, like, we got the Kings down and now, you know, we gotta, we gotta wait until we fix everything. Um, and that, that created quite a bit of a delay. I feel like they got a lot of work done during that delay. That's probably allowing them to do what they're doing right now. But one of the things that's also kind of important beyond the financial aspect is at that 45th day, at the conclusion of this, they finally now have what they're allowed to use to be, begin the basis of composing the worlds we will begin gameplay in. And that's a major step. This is a, this is a piece of data that they actually require that is a blocker before they can truly go forward. So it's, it's really good that they're actually doing this now and that they'll actually be able to get it taken care of because that means it's one less thing that we'll have to worry about on the road to um, whatever form of Prelyria or, you know, kingdoms or whatever we're going to be uh, seeing the world represented in. I guess I'm not sure what their goal is because I don't think you're going to get that many new people. Yeah, there might be, do you know, a dozen posts in the forums of people, hey, I heard about this. What happens when they see the prices, uh, number one? Um, you know, and that, you know, that's great that new people are, I, I have no doubt people come across Illyria every day and maybe join Discord or check out the forums. I've joined several Discords lately of games. Um, I'm not actively purchasing things. Um, 
you know, I, I, again, that also comes into the costs involved. I don't think you're going to find, I think when it comes to the type of game it is and the fact that you do have to spend hundreds of dollars at this at this point and you don't have a client or anything to, to look at or play, you're really not going to get, I don't think, that many more people coming to dump money in. It's certainly not without advertising. So my my thing at the beginning was switch the order. Still put out Prealyria or something that is a a client that can actually be played around with, advertise a little bit, then open up sellers so you get more interest and people willing to spend the money. I, I, well, I think I think along the lines of what you've been saying, um, for one thing, we how many games did we just? Sign up for spend money on. Uh, we've got a bunch of them. Ember, oh, Ember of, Sword, and um, Hurt World just came out. You remember that one from six years ago? Lock six time uh, streaming the game of the oh. it had looked like the mascot or whatever. Yeah, that game finally came out. It was at a huge discount, so I got it. And mm. yeah, <laughs> who's gaming now? We've actually got a little mm. little mountain going. So hey, you know. But, but yeah, I mean, we've we've definitely been looking at a lot of games recently. You're right. Yeah, so I think I spent money on Fractured. I spent money on Life Beyond. Um, I bought a um, Travels amount. Oh, Book of Travels. Yep, that's just hit. Um, I just bought a mount in um, in Ashes, and so yeah, just. I don't know, late last week, I was like, okay, I'm done spending money on games because I got Christmas coming up. <laughs> um, but there's a... And, and so, but it's, so I think you're right. One, they might have wanted to tell us a few weeks in advance if they were going to do this so that, like, maybe I wouldn't have spent money on some of those games if I knew I was going to try and buy a settlement for uh, Chronicles of Illyria. Um or maybe like you're probably were expecting push it back until end of January to start um, where we've got a couple more paychecks in after Christmas. Um, that is kind of a strange time to drop it and with only five days in advance to get your, your money in order, um, especially when again, I, I would probably only be paying $65 for a tiny settlement. I'm not spending well, that, but that's not all it will cost. Are you a bloodline? I am. Okay. Because that, that's the other um, thing. It's it's one thing to drop $50, $80 on uh, Fractured or something. It's another to come in and say, okay, a county is 350 The The bloodline is 189 I mean, you start talking $500. But That's my point is having how many other people have been buying other games. At oh yeah, point, no, not I mean, realizing it's all of the above. It's all of that. <laughs> not realizing. Oh, had I known, I would have. <laughs> so my my only thing, the the only thing that makes sense to me is partially what Neuro just said is get this out of the way so you can start building on other things. Combined with maybe they just do not expect that they're going to get a huge amount of people buying these things. And that could be. They could at this point figure, all right, you know, we might get a few hundred more big purchases, but are we going to have the size of a DSS again? Probably not. Right. And so, so just to get it out of the way. And so they just, just do it. Um, yeah, that's the only thing right now that makes, because I mean, with the timing, the lack of 
um, just all of it together. The only thing that to me, because they're intelligent people, they, they, you know, they know, I know a lot of people like to complain that maybe they're not that intelligent, but um, they are. Um, I won't go into some of the other, anyways, um, we've talked about that kind of stuff, but, um, they clearly know what they're doing and I'm sure they've analyzed this and looked at it. They are not, they don't seem like me to be people who would leave money on the table unless they had to, or they just knew there wasn't going to be any more. And so the only thing that makes sense here is that they just probably figure there's not going to be a lot more movement right now. Maybe we are quite a ways away from a pre-Illyria client. Let's just get it out of the way. Maybe later on there's some, there's there's a sell later that we can do. How pissy would people be at that? But um, I mean, what if they actually released pre-Illyria? Like they come back from vacation. And it's like, all right, truth be told, we had the build ready to release, but we didn't want to do it while we were out. So... Here y'all go. <laughs> Let's play, and don't forget to buy a house or a, a city or a county. Or you know, yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's not even getting into the rest of the responsibilities of having to buy EP and buy all of these things to build. You know, this is a very costly game, and I think a lot of us forget that because we've already bought in. But it, it's to people who are not entrenched in this already that's this is a very costly game if you're going to play somehow within royal uh, arist be aristocrat or royalty or something i mean it's expensive um you know even comparing the i always get back to, i forget who it was that had mentioned um one of the streamers getting everyone to buy you know the the um Arcade packages. It's like, okay, well, that was probably like two fifty, which is a lot of money. But you, you, if you are wanting in this phase of Illyria, I mean, it's, it's it could, it's two times or more that to get in. Um, and we still don't really know how much everyone. I mean, you can estimate, but once you get to to exposition, I mean, you really don't know how much money you're going to be spending for all that stuff yet. So it's it's just expensive. So I, the only thing that makes sense to me is they figure at this point there's probably not they're not going to get thousands of more players interested. So let's just do it and yeah. get it done with and get into you know twenty twenty working on a client. So I think one of the things I'm curious about is how how fun do you think the it's going to be to track all this stuff? Do you think it's going to be as fun as Domains? I'll no. <laughs> I'll probably look at it to see if there's anything to write to sort of track something, but I don't know. Um, I mean, I, it, I guess be, that's my hope is that it will get people excited and we'll have some uh, kind of like the other events. Um, I mean, I hate it what the steering played, but other people apparently liked it. So I guess if it gets that much excitement back, that's a good thing. And talking about, um, and chat, uh, waiting and how cheaply you can get things. Inevitably you're going to be, able, you, there will be tons of places available at the end of this. Um, so, uh, you know, it might not be exactly what you want, but, there are thousands. I don't have the exact numbers. I meant to write them down before we went live, but um, I mean, you know, thousands of settlements. There, they will be pretty cheap things for us, the people that have already bought in with Bloodline and whatnot. But yeah. even then, it's you know, someone first joining. It's a lot of money. So, 
Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that could be interesting to see. Um, I'm just thinking about swamps and um, places that other people might not think are uh, lucrative or valuable, and then what kind of mischief you can get into just dropping in there. I, I think it will be interesting. Okay. I think it will be interesting That's, to see that to, to kind of follow some of the discords, right? Because you're going to have a lot of people probably who's who's moving in next to me. I don't know, and no one else knows. So that that'll be kind of interesting. But. I wonder if they're actually going to add a um, a trading component, like trade a city for a city, a duchy for a duchy, that sort of thing. Um, if you and somebody else, if you buy something and somebody else realizes they want it or whatever, to be able to actually swap with them, either for free or for some sort of fee. Um, the intrigue with that, though, is uh, they'd still have to keep it anonymous, so you don't know who you were getting it from unless they had publicly stated it. Yeah. I think that could be kind of a fun sort of thing, and if they want to, if there was going to be something to add more uh, interest and intrigue to the event, that could definitely be a part of it. I mean, I, you know, I would probably be, I actually I haven't even looked to see if the settlement, the other settlement in my county is... I haven't checked in a while. I, you know, I would be interested. I probably actually would consider purchasing that one if if I didn't have to create another account to do so. So I'm, I'm kind of out at this point. Um, I mean, I'd like to support them. I guess I'll keep supporting them through other means. But if it means creating a whole other account, I'm just not I'm not going to do that. So another account and another bloodline. Yeah. Yeah. I just it's it's just not worth it. Uh, to me personally, but. Yeah. understandable. And I, again, I feel like that's part of like not just the um, you know uh, not not as much necessarily the money. It's just trying to disincentivize like no idea. Like obviously, the way that you're planning to play is trying to be the worst um, you know ruler that you can. So <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't matter how many alts you can you can mess up a lot of stuff with just a short amount of time. It's maintaining things is the difficult part. So yeah. to that extent, I could see how um, the quality of your gameplay wouldn't be compromised from having you know multiple alts at different levels, on account of the fact that you're not expecting to keep any of the territory except you know your own little hoard or whatever that you're able to swindle. I like how I'm going to be the worst. I don't know that I'll be the worst. I don't think you're actually going to be the worst. I will try to be the most random. So I actually don't think anyone... I'm looking right now. Um, I guess if you were coming from a perspective of order, that could being the most chaotic would be the worst. I mean, I just think about real-world examples. Oh, you're not wearing green today? Well, we're going to beat you up. <laughs> just having various random rules like that. Like, you know, I mean, I... Gotta, gotta, gotta wear one shoe and one boot today. I have to <laughs> have to test the limits of scripting somehow. So, um, actually, right. yeah, so no, no one has purchased that settlement, so... Um, Everyone has to wear a pink veil today. If anyone wants to join me on the craziness... Of the the county, it's it's currently Pinemore and Theories Forge. 
The best part about all the ridiculous rules is that you can have the uh, the merchants and crafters that you 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 know own and fund ahead of time make this stuff. So it's like, oh, I've got to get this thing so I don't get taxed tomorrow. Well, I better go and buy one. It's like, haha, I taxed you two times. Just actually just saw notice something within the code of their website. It's not right anyway. The um, <laughs> you log it. Well, when I'm looking at the individual settlements, Theory's Anvil, you know, the county at the county level is Theory's Forge. On the little infographic that pops up for Theory's Anvil, it says part of the county of Greenale. So that's actually not changed. Mm, oh, yeah. Some of, the, some of the hierarchy labeling isn't fully fixed up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but that does have me wondering, like, how quickly can you piss off the NPCs? Like, just by changing the laws. Like, change the laws every We're week. We're going to find out. And that's what I'm saying. And know, then, I just imagine if you go in and try to be you know, Link, you're you're going to be pissing off the NPCs. You just start going, smashing all the boxes and barrels, cutting all the grass and plants, trying to find your, your, your things and... No, no, that doesn't fly here. You actually destroyed all of those things. They're not going to respawn when you go off screen and back. Um, and you just got run out of town for it or worse. Like that. <laughs> I, I just <laughs> want to do it by law and see, see how, how fed it is. Like, oh, that, that uh, all, all barrels and boxes are to be smashed with a, a longsword uh, on this day. <laughs> not, not, not even just just so that people don't know what they can and cannot do, right? Tax, tax rates, uh, right? Um, the whole uh, rationing uh, provisions. Too many laws. You have lawlessness, sort of thing, Today. or just unrest because who knows? Who knows what it's going to be tomorrow? Today wonder... you can uh, purchase one roll of toilet paper. Tomorrow it's a couple mm -hmm. of uh, just a couple pieces. Paying your taxes with copper coins—that's a tax. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It'll be fun. Hmm. I'll have fun with it. Hmm. Fun. <laughs> Do stream it, please. <laughs> so had we... Uh, I'm, I was going to completely change the subject. Go right ahead. Because <laughs> um, I'm thinking right now about the souls um, and the colors. Did you guys look at that? Yeah, I saw that and I was thinking, well, we've seen the old soul with that kind of bluish sort of color to it um, in the in the inventory, if you have one of those. But other than that, um, it's kind of interesting to me trying to correlate the aesthetic of a soul with certain characteristics and then trying to determine what are the characteristics that that. You know, there's like the shape of it, the scale of it in three dimensions, the movement pattern of it, the color patterns of it. Like there's there's a lot of different layers and stuff they can add, how it actually sheds light on the kind of space around it. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff they can do with that and add a lot of visual variation, which may not mean a lot to people initially, but as we go forward, may actually become something more representative. But the question for me is, what the hell does it matter? Are we going to actually be able to see people's souls? Is that is that the part? Is it that we can, like, 
gaze into somebody's being when we're high on the uh, animal trip mushrooms and see, oh, I can tell that you're an ability with high influence because your soul is, you know, bright purple and like sparking off everywhere. You know? I, I, right. But it seems to be as we're choosing souls to spark into. Is that it? Yeah, and that's that's the thing is that I believe they're talking about initially the representation of souls in the kind of selection phase, but yeah. the way they talk about it makes me think it's almost like a, a, a soul detective sort of skill. Yeah, like an yeah. investigation sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just as I'm thinking, you know, we might be killed and need to find a new soul quickly. What was the anime? Uh, you Haku show the spirit detective or whatever? but yeah that's um i could i could definitely see them putting a bit of time and interest and intrigue in that and having it be something that's like part of a permeating sort of aesthetic of the character Mm -hmm. alternatively it could be more of like what's what's this soul's quest and journey and affinity like you know uh gosh as, as an odd example, the part in Chrono Trigger where your character learns magic because they've finally been introduced to the magical element they have an affinity mm-hmm. to. Um, you know, something along those lines, for example, where it's like you're, you're, you know, because you're predestined to do this, that, or the other, your soul looks like this versus somebody else's looks a different way because... You know they're they're predestined to grow the greatest carrot known to uh, known to the world or whatever, mm-hmm. and 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 spread it around. Greatest carrot. So so are, are the characters going to be aware of souls? Not us, but the characters. I think mm-hmm. so because when you when you die well, they, and you come back, there's there's. You like, know, will they be able to, to will they be able to, like, contain souls? Like, will they know that they have, because this goes to, uh, in chat, you know, maybe um, as far as high investigation skill is knowing maybe what the soul, you know, so, so, so as do characters, are they going to be able to hire someone for future, I don't know if I'm, I'm coming across right, like, do they know that, like, they have a soul and they can go say, hey, look at this for me. You know, this is when I when I leave this world, this is uh, should this be my path? Should I spark into this? I don't know. I wonder if that's going to be more along the the spirit and mysticism, but not so much like, you know, rigorous technological academic sort of stuff is going to be touching on that as much. Or maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe the two will uh, uh, interface and, you know, some some technology that they use to suck souls out of people and I guess give it to other people or whatever is uh, something something you can do at some point. I think one of the main things, though, is being able to meddle with somebody's uh, soul seems like something that's going to be off limits in terms of gameplay that um you can do whatever to the vessel but you can't actually like actionably affect the soul it's only the player's own actions and deeds and stuff that can that can have an effect on that mm. i can be wrong but it kind of seems messed up if your um your your soul and its uh features and attributes can just be affected by somebody coming along all willy-nilly and like you know getting you into some stuff that you didn't want to get into for example 
So, um, do you have something else to say about that? No, I was thinking it seems like I would expect that characters are aware that they have souls and might want to try to have, you know, go in for divination. Um, I don't know about actually literally just having someone who can change attributes, but. Well, and that's, that's not what I meant. I meant more, I have three vessel. I have three souls for my vessel. Can someone tell me, can someone learn a skill that they're able to tell me, not everything, but, mm-hmm. well, this one, you know, has this characteristic. This one might have this characteristic so that you have a little bit more knowledge. It seems to me like that should be a thing. Yeah. But, but that would require them to know they have three souls sitting here that eventually what they can pick from. And I don't know that that's part of the game. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. That the character would know that they have that. Yeah, which it wouldn't. The person who put a soul into them also had two other souls that they didn't use but have in reserve. I don't. I don't think they know that. Yeah, that's that's. I think more like intimate knowledge of like god and godly sort of things, and I don't think the characters are actually going to have that. But the idea yeah. that. I mean, I think they they might put out a guide at some point. It's like, okay, well, you're looking at your souls and your collection of souls. Here's this guide to let you know approximately what you might be looking at. We'll we'll give you some vagary, and you can go from there. So the go ahead because I'm about to switch to the other <laughs> thing we have. I was just gonna. I'm just thinking that with um, with Umbla on board, I would expect to have some kind of um, card reading divination that would help people have readings of souls. And it's not necessarily going to go into picking or whatever, but I expect that kind of divination to be in the game now that Om was around, but we'll see. So the, the other thing that we were going to talk about, and we had wanted to wait, or we had talked about waiting for Sog to join us, but it could be several weeks before that. And I don't know how in, how further pushed back in the memory um, this longest night will become the f- longer we wait, because there was a discussion about loot box, gift box um, <clears throat> on Reddit. <laughs> it, it's funny how people think they know you. Um, one person said that I'm basically an Illyria fanboy and I shit on Ashes of Creation. Uh, someone else oh. was talking about how, um, you know, that they would like to see someone balance my opinion that because I'm I get apparently for gift box, which none of that was actually said. But um, so I, I figure we might as well spend a little bit of time mm-hmm. um, just because I don't think people actually understand where hey. we all sit on this. I actually I've never even asked you to, so I don't know either. So I'm going to give this example. If they're calling it an advent calendar, let's look at what an advent calendar is. In a lot of cases, it's this, you know, funny little, you know, cardboard, press board, sort of boxy thing with a bunch of little doors and you open them. They've got like a little bottle of booze or a piece of chocolate or if you're a baller, you're spending like millions of dollars on one that has like ridiculous pieces of jewelry or whatever but that's that's a completely different league of individuals and expenditures and i don't know if that stuff should ever exist but (laughs) it's the idea that it's this fun little thing that's you know it's seasonal 
you get little ephemeral uh, enjoyments out of it, or maybe little trinkets or something to, to kind of save around. And, and then that's it. And then it's gone. And, you know, two months after your advent calendar, you forgot all about it. You forgot what was in it. You forgot that you had it. You forgot the shape and color of it. It is out of sight, out of mind. So the idea that you're getting something for, again, speculative assets for a game that you're hoping is going to be made, um, I don't really see that the advent calendar is necessarily too dissimilar in that uh, the items are ephemeral. Uh, they're, they're kind of being delivered as part of the season. Uh, the difference being that instead of forgetting about it in two or three months, anybody who gets them will look back in their inventory and it's like, good God, I have 250 gallons of freaking nut mead like, willing, that I can willingly deploy anywhere in the world that I want to for the most part. Like, that's awesome. And, you know, all the other items cute little box that it came with that I can use as a set of drawers in a toolbox. If the game comes out, when the game comes out, um, more when the game comes out. Uh, and so to that extent, it's, it's not necessarily that different than something you would get in real life, though the actual like tangibility and the ability to trade the rewards even you know, there's definitely the persistence of that that's quite nice. Um, in terms of it being a loot box, as in, um, you know, you s spend money on a thing and you get uh, a random assortment of stuff. Yeah, I can see where people come from that perspective on it. Um, it's not the same sort of thing where things are going to be hyper exclusive and hidden behind you know loot boxes under a rare rare slim chance of getting it like getting a skin in a game or getting a weapon that doesn't run out in a game where you mostly just rent weapons instead of buying them um you know stuff like that for example and and the the laws have actually changed in a lot of places now where they actually have to post the odds of winning um uh for those various games even if it's um not from the united states if it's a country that requires that sort of stuff they still have to post those odds when the game's being hosted in the united states so it's it's something where i feel like the the part where a loot box is there to greatly limit access to a few, you know, I, I guess provide access to a few exclusively rare things, but mostly try to extract a lot of wealth and value. Unfortunately, out of, you know, what happened to be a lot of kids using their parents' credit cards, um, like it's... I would say that's a completely different sort of angle at things than, um, you know, here's here's items of this value range. You'll be able to trade them. You know, anything that you're getting for the game is speculative at this point anyway. It's not like it's a live game where we're finding boxes that you need to buy a key on a website before you can, you know, open or whatever. This is, you know, it's completely voluntary you can buy it if you want you don't have to buy it 
You're not necessarily getting a lot of advantage for buying it. You're not getting a city out of it. You're not getting a title upgrade out of it. I doubt you're getting any sparks or souls out of it. Uh, most of it's stuff that we'll have seen in sales and the three new exclusive items I believe we will see in upcoming sales. So there's but, nobody's missing anything. You can buy the items. You can buy the exclusive. Anybody want to buy a ton of mead? Hit me up. But it's it's so the meta, the, the, the lowest priced calendar is $60. And they're saying each day you get an item that's worth at least $10? Uh, they posted all no, of the... at least $6. It was a uh, six to thirty for one, and then ten to forty dollars for the other one. Um, so with twenty days, that gives you it's uh, fifteen fifteen days plus the the three exclusive. So I think it's eighteen total. And then if you bought the premium, you get the box too. So technically nineteen items. Um, but you're getting close to <clears throat> twice as much as what you spent. Oh, way more than that. They posted the actual uh, minimum value. That's what I'm saying. It's like six dollars. Mm -hmm. Six dollars. Well, okay. So, for the, is that for the sixty dollar one? I think. I think for the cheaper one, it was one hundred ninety-five. Yeah. Right. Two hundred seventy-five minimum. So, that's so, a pretty good return on investment yeah. if you're just looking yeah. for parts to trade with. Yeah. My only problem at this point, I think, with it is that. Um, again, if I drop $60 for this advent calendar and then all of a sudden I find out, ah, settlements open up, I mean, that's like, <laughs> again, not good timing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, so here's, so, so, so I don't think it's the same necessarily as an advent calendar. I can go out and purchase both my kids a Lego calendar, advent calendar for Christmas. And when they open up each box, it's going to be the same. They're going to have this on this day, this on that day. You know, each in general, that's how that's going to work. Each day has a specific item. <clears throat> that is not the case here. This is a random assortment. And when you start putting in the term, it specifically says, including some higher ticket items randomly that starts to put into the idea of, of, of a loot box, which the whole point of that is you know, the argument is, well, you're getting something, right? It's different from gambling because in gambling, I can put a dollar into a slot machine and get nothing. If I, if I purchase an Overwatch box, if I purchase something in Fortnite, I'm going to get something in return. But that's not the point. The, the, the thing that is addictive about it is the rarity of the items that are within it. So when you are advertising hey, you might be able to get something that's very rare, that's a very well-known expensive item. That is different. That is, that is encouraging. The, the difference here from a traditional loot box, um, you know, the, the, um, the pinatas in, in um, Fortnite, right? Well, actually, that's not a great example because some of them you can see ahead of time of what you're going to get out of it. But um, uh, the, the randomness is, is the, the, the addictive component of that is I purchase it, I hit it, 
I don't get what I want. So I purchase it again, hit it, don't get what I want. So I purchase. So there's this repetitive pattern of not being able to quit. That, that's the addictive component, trying to get that rare item, trying to get that rare item. Mm-hmm. It's a little different here because you're purchasing it up front and then each day you're getting something out of it. So it's not the same in that sense. But at the front end, the, on, the onset of purchasing these um, it is because there's there's there is fluctuation and within that fluctuation there is rarity and they specifically right. comment on the rarity they also specifically comment that hey your maximum could be so much higher than the minimum so there's this chance that you're getting more money so that's going to entice well, people to purchase more to hopefully get that 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 starts yeah. to get into the, the realm of loot boxes and I think that's a terrible practice um, if you so, so for people who don't know it, I, I, I basically, my job is to help mend minds, basically. So this starts to enter into what I do. The loot boxes are terrible. They, they, are very, they exist because of the addictive practices. That is how they work. That is how they function. I don't care what a game company tells you. That is the whole reason they exist. They, they, they tried it. This is where they're getting tons of money. So they stick with it and then they they add more randomized to it. Then they add more rarity to it. So you're constantly striving to to either get that rare item or complete a collection. Um, in many ways, it's honestly the same as like, um, you know, randomized toys or people don't want to compare that uh, magic cards. You know, the potential to I'm going to buy a box. Oh, no, I always for one it card. Um, it's the oh, same no, idea. That was, that was the greatest comparison. And it, it's an absolutely <laughs> awful thing. Um, honestly, even just posting. Um, honestly, um, I played uh, was Epic Seven for a while, right? And so they they're one that it's a whole gotcha sort of system, and you you purchase things and you see what you get, and you purchase it again, you see what you get. They do post the percentages. Um, you know, the super rare character has a a point five percent chance of being revealed when you do this. In many ways, that's actually even worse because in the back of your mind, well, I can still get it. There's still a chance. There's still a chance. So I'm going to keep trying. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that actually almost doesn't help. Um, this is different. I mean, it is different because you're not purchasing a new, you're not putting money in each day to get something out and you're not repetitively doing it. But on the front end, it is, it is very similar. And, and, and I don't, uh, I don't like that. It'd be very different if they had said, uh, purchase this, gift it to someone. They're all going to be the same. You know, it's $65, but you're going to get $150 worth of, of goods at the end. Maybe it's randomized in when you get it, but you're all going to get the same thing. Um, that would be fine. There's a reason they didn't do it that way. And that's specifically because they didn't want people to only buy one. They wanted them to buy more because of the chance of getting rare items. Um, that feeds into the idea of a loot box. And I, I just think it's a very terrible thing, um, it, just as a practice in general. So I agree, except up to a certain extent, because these are items that people could have purchased for full value when they are on this, you know, on sale on the market or whatever. You know, it's but it's not that but, this is the only time they're made available. But now I have a chance to get it at a reduced price. It's random. I might not get it, but I might not have to pay full price. Yeah, but if you wanted it, you would have already gotten it. Not like, necessarily. I I don't know if folks are trying to get arenas or whatever or something in like the thirty dollar range and buying up a bunch of boxes hoping they're going to get one of those. When if you knew you were going to get an arena, you probably would have just gotten an arena. Yeah. So when I do 
loot boxes or even when I was would buy magic cards and I wanted it, you know, I'm buying a bunch because I want, it's usually because I want something very specific and I'm hoping to get that specific thing in within five loot boxes or within five packs of cards. It's something specific. It's not just, oh, I hope I get some rares. It's a specific thing or a couple of things that I'm looking for. Um, I think with this advent ca calendar, though, um, I would just pay $60 and be happy knowing that I'll end up with almost $120 worth of something, and I don't necessarily care what the something is. Um, so I don't, I don't think I would be opening up hoping for a rare, for me, I wouldn't have been hoping for a rare anything. I would just be like, oh, I should get something. Most days it's probably going to be a $6 something because I would be only getting $60 one. Um, and then some days I'll be getting above that, and that's a bonus. And worst case scenario, I still end up with almost twice as much as I put in. So. The other thing that, that with loot boxes is is when you talk about um, rewarding behavior and Skinner boxes and things like that, there's, there's actually like a few different ways that you can reward people. Um, every single time you do something, I give you something like that's that's different than um, uh, every fifth time you do something. I give you something which is different than every two to tenth time I give you something. But you don't know if it's two, four, six, seven, nine. Um, and they all lead to different rates of uh, one, how effective they are, and then also how long it takes to. So extinction rates and success, like how long it takes you to ramp up to that and then how long it takes it to go away. And loot boxes actually fit into <laughs> um, one that is the most highest response rate and also the slowest extinction rate. So it's like the most addictive com way you can go about a reward structure is how loot boxes mm -hmm. work. So it's, mm -hmm. it's not only that, that it's, it's actually like, it's not only the fact that it's similar to the gambling, it's actually like one of the most mm -hmm. addictive reward schedules mm -hmm. that you can have. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Um, I know people yeah, have, I, I know people have fun with it and that's fine. I mean, if you, if you're able to control yourself, that's great. I mean, I can go to Las Vegas and I can say I'm spending a hundred bucks and that's it. And I can walk away and most people can do that. Most people can walk away. The problem that I have with it are our children or teenagers who haven't developed that part of their brain yet, or people who already have an addictive tendency. Um, you know, that, that, that's where I have an issue with that. Um, it'd be like. I don't know. Every time you, uh, I, I, well, go ahead. I had to think of a, a good way to compare this to other addictive behaviors, but go ahead. No, but it's, I mean, there's definitely a, a level of addiction. I feel like the way that they do kind of curtail it a bit is the, um, you know, wait and see factor that it isn't an instant gratification turnover sort of thing. It's you make the purchase knowing that there's a speculative value that you're getting out of it. Um, and some, you know, exclusives that have only ever been released for this event. But aside from that, you know, no idea what's going to be in it. Um, yeah, I, I, I won't disagree that there is kind of the addictive factor of like, you know, just get stuff and we'll see. And, you know, I don't, I don't care if I, you know, just get a, mostly a bunch of crap. Let's just see what I get. You know, I can use it for something or trade it or do whatever. 
And that's, you know, that's a thing. I got stuff knowing that I was going to be using it for either giveaways or trading for other things or, um, you know, there's please just decorating. All right. I got, you know, 30 statues of, you know, Nera and Midra. Great. I'm just going to put them everywhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, well, geez, I'm dating myself. I don't even know if you guys are old enough to know what wacky packages were, but... Um, what was it? You know, wacky packages, they were like trading cards, basically, but, but you didn't necessarily trade them. You know, you'd, you'd, they'd have uh, puns on them. Gotcha. Um, and, uh, you know, you get the stale piece of bubble gum in there but um you oh. know there's certain ones that you'd want and you put them up on your wall i guess you could trade them but you know you get four or five in a pack and you wouldn't know which ones you get but certain ones were better than others um spend a lot of money trying to get the ones that you want i think that was like 73, 72, something like that, that we started with those. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think for me, this calendar sounds not like a loot box to me. And I don't think it would, I would be enticed to buy more than one. Um, but I wasn't even enticed to buy it with the first one, so. Yeah. I see what you mean about wacky packages. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it. So, I mean, it's, it's also, I've been putting this in chat, I guess I just say it here too. So, so part of it is also how it's worded. I have sort of an issue with, right? So, so the wording of <clears throat> how, it, how it says, oh, there is, so the exact wording is items in the box are composed of a random assortment of past promotional items, random past, meaning not current, including some higher ticket items. So there's a chance of some, higher ticket items. So that, that, that is putting seeds right away. And then when you get down to the, you already talked about sort of minimum. So for the, the cheapest one, the, it defines the minimum value of $175 and then in parentheses with a max of over 200, it does not define the maximum. And again, my opinion is there is a reason because that allows the mind to sort of wonder, okay, is it 225? Maybe I get $250 out of this. Maybe it's 300. I don't know. It just says over versus defining the minimum. So, so, so the, even the, the wording is just, I don't know. I would not have done it this way, but <laughs> You know, that's and, and it, it's a good point. Uh, you know, not everyone has addictive tendencies, but people do. Um, you know, I, 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 yeah, but I, I but care for not. dementia patients now, so I don't really see the addiction side anymore. But um, trust me, lots of people do. I mean, but if, but but I'm not. I mean, my issue is even before you get to addictive, it's just even if it got me to spend. You know, I was hoping to spend sixty, but then I, you know, I, I went into it thinking I would pay thirty, and I ended up spending one hundred and twenty. That's, and I, and I might only do that once a quarter or twice a year, but that would still, I still would not be happy with that. I'm, I'm, I, I would prefer that not to be a system, and I'm sure game companies would love for that to be the system because if you could. 
get somebody in thinking they're spending thirty dollars and they end up spending one hundred twenty. That's good for them. Well, and back yeah. to back to Nora, what you said. Well, these were already purchasable. Yeah, they were. So why aren't they doing it again? Why don't they just say, hey, for Christmas, we're going to put these items back here and you can purchase them for full price. Why don't they do that? Because that's not the maximized way of getting money. The maximized way of getting money is to make it all random, make you purchase more than one to try to because you think you're going to increase your odds of getting what you want. That's why they do it that way. Otherwise, yeah, they would just open up the, the thing and say, hey, it's Christmas time. Here's all these passes. You can purchase what you want. But, but that is not how they're going to get the most money out of the event. And that, that, that is just how it is. So that's not, to, again, I'm not saying all this because I think SBS are evil people or somebody has these malintent, hey, we're going to get, we're going to prey on the addicts. I don't think that, but, but as an industry, that is why these exist, because they yeah. are effective. Here's the part, though, that I think is going to be really fun is now that the items have started being given out and people starting to see what's given, uh, what the prices are or what the rewards are, whatever the place are, um, there's more incentive to buy them up. And the funniest of funny thoughts to me is that the ones that were bought at the, the earliest having better rewards than ones that are bought later or not necessarily even better rewards, just there's an emphasis that there's at least some good rewards in the ones that are done earlier such that if the you know it's the the last day you can possibly buy them people who see oh i can be getting all of these sorts of items for myself and that they buy like 20 boxes right then and there uh knowing that the next day it'll all just pour right into their inventory um, I, I would have even been okay with you, know. <laughs> you have a collect here i, I would e i still wouldn't prefer this but it would have been better even if they had said there's 25 potential items. Here's what they are. You'll get 18 of these. That still isn't kosher because there's still issues with that in loot boxes. But at least you have a better idea of what you're going to get. Right. Um, they didn't well, also do you that. It's with it, if I'm not mistaken. So you could get to, um, you know, cats or whatever. You get two of the same thing that's, you know, a low value item. So... It isn't even like, here's all of them, and we're going to give you all of them for like six or seven. It's, you know, fully random. <laughs> so, well, the thing for me, and we've touched on this before, and I'm surprised we didn't get to it already tonight. Um, the real problem is that it's gambling, even if they did do it the way you said you want them to do it, Phantom, because... We don't even know if the game is going to be released. <laughs> well, that's different. <laughs> it's, it, no, it, it, but that, that exacerbates it. Um, because, I, mm. one, just, just, just in the best case scenario, we don't know, and, and we just buy one or whatever, we don't know if the game is going to be released. But if they're getting you to spend more money in multiples um, for a game, I mean... If I knew for sure that I would even get these items, like at least if the game were released, we would know that we would get the items that came out of the loot boxes. With this, we don't even know if we're going to get these items in game. Yeah, I mean, that. I wouldn't put that on 
the level of a, of, of addiction, but there are. I mean, I'm talking about problem. I don't. I don't oh, care about the yeah, addiction. No. I just care about the fact that we're no, spending this money, and, yeah. which is kind of crazy. No, I mean it's it's all based on faith. But um, you know, we're essentially investors, but we don't have any stake in the company, basically. Right. I mean, that's essentially what this is. But, okay. All right. So you, you you hopefully know coming into it, there's a chance of failure. If you don't, you should get out of Kickstarter, delete your account. But um, well, again, I'm saying so. That's one thing. If uh, they entice me to buy one thing, yeah, with that. But if they're enticing me to do four times or five times, as much I would that. say in this instance, I'm less okay. concerned because, um, in good faith, you know, they do put out videos of a client that seems so. So there's they're they're showing progress. I'd be more concerned if it was somebody who was not showing anything. Um, this is why I don't really get onto Star Citizen too much. I still think there's something really super fishy with that. But um, I mean, just in the amount of money they've raised and where they're at. But but they have something that they're showing, right? So so I don't, you know, I still think people spend way too much money for it. But um, I, I guess in my head, it's different than a shell comp, like some sort of shell that you don't. You see maybe some some um, character art or something, and that's sort of all you get. And so. Um, well, I mean, people are, I'm, I don't think it's, a, it is, it is uh, not, I mean, you're right. It, it is. That's why, I, that's why I said earlier, I feel like they're kind of leaning on their, their core almost too much because that, you know, to come back for more money, more money, more money, I would prefer it expand outwards, not just from a financial perspective, but from a gameplay perspective, I would love to see marketing and expanding out to get more players in. Cause I think we obviously will need a whole lot more players to get the world we want as we want it. Um, yeah, I don't think it's a shady thing. It's just, you know, what, it's a leap of faith. Uh, games full. Trust, trust that, that into happens. your, you trust in that your, happens. the people that you are giving your money to. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, but you no, know, it's not trust. It's hope. I mean, you can't really, you can't trust with games because it's, it's, Pretty high. Trust that they're telling you the truth. Hope that they succeed. Yeah, I don't worry about the trust that they're telling me the truth because I think they're being as honest as they can right. be. And it's I, just, I agree. You know, I wouldn't say that about every Kickstarter that I've backed. So. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, vaporware is a, is a likely outcome of just about any game that goes into development. So. I will say possible, not likely. Um, okay. <laughs> in my and in, in my experience, it's more often than not. most games end up vaporware rather than actually getting released. But it also depends on the scale of the game you're talking about. Games this big, you know, it's kind of difficult. And of course, actually making a meow. Well, we haven't really seen a meow outside of like, I don't know, probably a mud. Yeah. Um, yeah, and for the most part, you know, just to make sure everybody understands that, you know, that, that I do think of this, I don't even know about it in terms of investors, but I'm kicking money to devs who I want working on. Uh, the designs that I like, even if the game doesn't come out. Yeah. I mean, I, I use that term loosely. I mean, we're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Anything, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not even. I'm just saying. But I, I'm I'm giving my money to 
In many ways, we're kind of idiots. Yeah, to support, to support. No, well, because, because we're, well, we, yes, but in the same side, we're, we're, we're investing in something that we actually own nothing for. <laughs> so we're investing in the hope of a fun future. Sure, but I'm willing to do that. Yeah. I, I, mean, I it's going to get at least one meow out there. Or we'll... Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, Samsung, here's some, here's a million dollars. Uh, to you know, hope maybe I get a TV at the end of it, but I won't own any of your company. I'll get a TV to watch some. So. Well, at least an R and D department, different indie company. <laughs> All right. Well, we uh, could probably go on and on. Um, Literally, we're almost a half hour over. <laughs> and uh, I know. Some people do not necessarily agree with me about loot box, but the mechanics behind it are there. So it is a little different because it is not a everyday purchase sort of thing. So it is different in that regard. But a lot of the underlying aspects to the randomness, the variability and rarity, the all of that very much wraps itself within a loot box. So, all right. Um, Gosh, I don't know what we'll do. I, I think we'll be here. My, I've been working so much. My whole damn days are off. So, so next Friday, yes, we will probably be able to still do a show. Actually, Christmas falls on a Wednesday, so we might not potentially miss unless someone's out any of these upcoming weeks. So, yeah. Um, for those who didn't see last show, we are kind of probably going to start doing some more general shows as well, or even look at if there's another. MMO to do specifics on or a couple. So if anybody has any ideas or anything you'd like to see us talk about, just um, send us either a link to the game or hit us up in Discord or something. Um, we're just sort of running into the phase of both games that we cover. Don't have a lot coming out. It just so happens Settlers was announced the, today, which was great because that gave us 30 minutes of things to talk about. Um, mm -hmm. So if there's anything else you want us to talk about, uh, Fractured Seed, um, Life beyond. Uh, Book of Travels. There's a lot of things that we've sort of talked about in Discord. So um, we'll be. Ember Sword. Or but we like doing this, so we just need something to talk about. So. All right. Well, uh, everyone have a great weekend, and we will see you back here in a week. Yeah. See you then, everybody. Have a good one. Okay.